This is the I Will Teach You a Language podcast, episode 118. Welcome to the I Will Teach You a Language podcast. Weekly motivation and language learning tips to help you become fluent in any language. Now, here's your host, Ollie Richards. Hello everyone, welcome back to the show. Super excited to have you here. I've just got back from a few days in, in Belgium and um, super cool actually, the first time I've been to Belgium, I think, I mean certainly as an adult, and it was nice to to go there. And you know, it is funny how we kind of, with us studying with languages, we kind of live in a bit of a bubble, don't we? We have our textbooks and our italki lessons and things like that. And, and um, sometimes you forget actually when you kind of travel abroad and you use the language just how much of a living, breathing thing it is. And so much of the stuff that we worry about as well when we're studying on our own just doesn't matter in the real world. <laughs> you know, so it's so important to get out there and, and actually travel around a bit and speak the language. Not so much because you learn a ton of stuff, but because it just helps you relate to the language and understand exactly what it is. And Brussels is a very cool place as well. Uh, I managed to speak a lot of languages there. I spoke French for the first time like, in, an, in an extended way for like maybe about 15 years or so. That was very cool. also spoke a lot of Cantonese, funnily enough. I was staying in an area where there were a lot of Portuguese and Arabic um, speakers around. So really kind of multinational few days. It was very, 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 very fun. So I definitely encourage you guys to to think about booking a trip somewhere just to kind of use or be exposed to the language in, in some way that's not just a textbook. You know what I mean? So I thought I would start off today's show by reading a review, a listener review. And this one comes from Jessica Elliott. And Jessica says, on the 8th of May... I really enjoy listening to Ollie's podcast and I think it's a great podcast to listen to if you're interested in learning languages. I teach English as a foreign language and I'm also learning Italian and I found Ollie's tips and advice so useful. He expresses himself very well and really empathizes with the language learners that ask questions. I highly recommend this podcast. Jessica, thank you so much for your review. That's very, very nice for me to see. Super motivating for me to get feedback from people. So thank you very, very much. I think I'm definitely going to start reading some more uh, reviews from iTunes as well because it's well, it's just I, don't know, I I really enjoy it. I don't know whether it's interesting for you guys or not. Maybe I don't know. Maybe you can let me know. <laughs> anyway, I'd like to thank the sponsors of the show, the wonderful iTalkie that many of you guys I know get your language lessons from. And if you would like to get a free lesson, you can go to iwillteachyourlanguage.com forward slash free lesson. We have a special deal there where you get ten dollars worth of credit when free credit when you buy ten dollars of iTalkie credit in the first place, if that makes sense. Definitely a good way to get started speaking if you haven't already. So today we're going to feature a question from email, and I realized recently that I've been slightly neglecting um, email questions, so I am going to redress the balance now over the next few episodes by catching up on some questions that people have submitted by email. And Marcus wrote to me a while ago, um, quite some time ago actually, a couple of months ago, so I'm very, very sorry for the delay with this, Marcus. Here is Marcus's question. He asks, how does one go about assessing and incorporating intermediate level materials into their study program after reaching a milestone using a previous resource, so as to ensure progress rather than stagnation, as well as ease transition, which is so reliant on understanding? Okay, so quite a dense question there. So what Marcus is saying is that he has reached an intermediate level and he's learning Arabic actually. I think he's learning Egyptian Arabic and he's reached an intermediate level. He's got to the end of the resource that he's currently using and he's thinking right now that I'm at this stage, 
what do I, how do I choose appropriate material so that I can keep moving forward and not just kind of rest on my laurels and not really uh, improve much further. Now, he actually goes on to give me some more background, which I won't, I won't read out. But one thing he said, which is interesting, is that he has a, he's had a tendency in the past to kind of start to just go over stuff that he already knows. Um, so, if, you know, get a new book and revise stuff that he already knows rather than to kind of move on to more advanced material. So it's a good question. And that it all comes back to something that I've mentioned a number of times uh, in the past, which is this intermediate plateau which is where we get to an intermediate level and it can be very difficult to break through because we we learn quite a lot of stuff but we're not we're not strong enough in the language yet that we can really use it freely and use it for real world things so it's it's a kind of a tricky a tricky place to be and um it's it's interesting as well because it, the the language that you study really makes an impact here now Marcus is learning Egyptian Arabic and that is a tough language with resources I, mean, I know because I learned Egyptian Arabic as well and the the materials that are available for Egyptian Arabic are very poor on the whole and there's not a huge choice so um likewise with Cantonese at the moment there are virtually no materials I have to in fact I am making my own Cantonese materials because um there's simply no other uh, choice available out there. There's just not, for some reason, people just don't make stuff. Okay, so that's definitely a, a handicap um, if you're learning a less common language. But on the other hand, if you're learning a very popular language like English or French or Spanish, you've got tons and tons of material, and often it can be quite hard to choose because there's so much out there. And you know, a few weeks ago, um, me and Angela, who is a Spanish teacher who works with me on the Fluent Spanish Academy, we um, we were in foils in central London, which is a huge bookstore, looking through all these different Spanish textbooks. And, you know, most of the stuff that we were looking at, we just thought, oh, it's really not very good or not very helpful, or it's just not, you know, it's just not written in a very helpful way. So, you know, it is really hard to choose material. Um, it, it, it is very, very hard choosing material. I mean, as a beginner, you've got more of a choice because you can just see, you know, okay, well, you know, of all these beginners' textbooks, which do I like the most? And you can kind of make your choice. But at an intermediate level, it starts to get tough because not only are there fewer good materials, but you've also got to decide which direction do you want to go in with your studying, which is kind of where Marcus is at. So the first thing to say is um, that there is no perfect answer and no perfect choice of materials, Marcus. Okay, so what you mu- the most important thing is that you don't suffer from paralysis by analysis. Okay, so whatever you do, don't kind of waste months by going around um, looking for the perfect resource which may not exist and not use that time to study this is something that I think a lot of people do um, just as just the same way as they will kind of buy hundreds of books and never use any of them properly you know so it's it's always better for you to learn from one book like even if you find a book that's not perfect okay so you I mean you, you know you've mentioned the, the Kalimni Arabi and you mentioned the um, Kalem Gamil, which are two, the two kind of big Egyptian Arabic books, you know, both of those, they might not be perfect, but it's always better for you to just kind of pick one of them and say, right, I'm going to do this. I'm going to work through this book um, because you will learn stuff. And, you know, I get the impression also, Marcus, from the way that you, you've, you've kind of posed the question that you might be someone who likes a more systematic approach. You might be someone who likes to kind of know where you're headed, um, to have a structure of some kind. And, um, you know, if that's the case, then it's definitely 
probably desirable for you to actually take one book, albeit imperfect, and pursue that. Um, now, the, the second part of your question is about the content of that book. Now, it's interesting because you have said that you, you kind of worried about wasting time by going over stuff that you have that you already know. Um, on the other hand, the other side of that coin, if you like, is, well, if you study something that's far too hard, you end up not making any progress. And that's definitely a danger because, um, you know, as I found in, in when I was studying Arabic as well, if you kind of make that leap too quickly, you can just be kind of wallowing in this in this land of not knowing, not understanding anything. And this is a difficult balance to get right, you know, um, and this is this is when I think at this stage having a good teacher can be invaluable. I don't really recommend, I, I tend not to have teachers when I'm first learning a language because I think most of what you get, you can just get from a good textbook. But I think around the intermediate level, this is where a good teacher can really make a huge difference in your progress. So if you don't currently have a teacher, uh, I would definitely look at, at, at getting one. But in terms of materials, you know, it is really just f- striking a balance and trying to look at everything that's available and finding something that feels right. But again, in reality, especially with Egyptian Arabic, you're probably not going to have that much choice. So I would, what I would do is simply say, right, commit to one thing and say, right, I'm just going to use this. Now, the other important thing to say here is that it's not just all about the material that you choose, right? Um, you te- Textbooks are great because when you're, whenever you're on your own or wherever you've got free time, you can study. But the other really important part of your of your language study at especially at this level at intermediate is that you must carry on doing your own work and by that i mean well what is it that you want with the language what do you want to do with the language and you need to set yourself goals based on that so i'm not sure what your situation is i don't know whether you're living in egypt or whether you perhaps have an egyptian partner or or, or whatever it may be Um, but you need to be thinking to yourself right okay this is my aim and so, and then fixing, you know, creating your own activities and your own program of study that's going to help you get there. So for me, it's almost always um, speaking. I, I want to be able to speak conversationally with people. And so I spend a lot of my time on italki, having having lessons and just, not even having lessons really, just, just kind of speaking and using the language to communicate because that's what I most enjoy doing. And then see when you do that, when you spend a lot of time doing the stuff that you enjoy, then the, the, the way forward presents itself naturally. You know, so I will spend a lot of time speaking, recording words and phrases that I learn from those sessions and then committing them to memory and going back the next day and doing more of that. So don't or, or, don't make the mistake of thinking that the textbook you use needs to be the be all and end all. Um, you know, in, in my course, Time Control, one of the main things that we do all through the course is set goals. So we are we're kind of saying, okay, what's the next step for me? What's the thing I need to do next? Is it um, you know, ordering food in a restaurant? Is it communicating with the people who live in my area? Is it being able to um, to get by on on holiday, or is it something more advanced? Is it to be able to take a phone call in the language? Like, what is it? Set those goals, and then you know, really take the initiative and find out ways of reaching those goals. So, you know, you've got to combine the passive textbook study with the active self-determined path of studying and that's really the way that you're going to break through the intermediate plateau so i hope that's helpful um it's again there's no no specific answer to the question but i think you know whatever you do don't give up this is the point where it does get tough sometimes at intermediate stage so crack on whatever you do don't um don't don't waste time you know choose one thing stick with it make sure you keep speaking and you know 
stick at it for the next six months. You will break through, but it does take commitment. So good luck. I hope that's helpful. And if you would like to ask me a question, please do. You can either email me uh, as Marcus did, or for a quicker answer, you can go to iwillteachyourlanguage.com forward slash ask and leave me a voice message, which I do like because it's more personal. You get to hear from the person um, individually. And uh, I, yeah, at the end of every episode, I like to leave you with a resource of some kind on the topic of the show. And today we were talking a little bit about Egyptian Arabic. And as I said, there are not many resources out there for Egyptian Arabic. But one exception is a new kid on the block, uh, which is all focused on Arabic dialects. So there's no stuff for modern standard Arabic, which is quite well served in general in the, in the Arabic world. This is, this is uh, based wholly on Arabic dialects. Mostly Egyptian, but also Levantine and uh, I think Saudi Arabic as well, Gulf Arabic. And it's called Talk in Arabic. Uh, it's created by my friend Donovan. It's an unbelievable resource. If you are learning an Arabic dialect, you are crazy if you don't have this. Um, so to check it out, you can create a free membership uh, and you need to go to IWillTeachYouALanguage.com forward slash talk in Arabic. That's IWillTeachYouALanguage.com forward slash talk in Arabic. So hope that was helpful and I will see you back in the next episode of the podcast.